1: Welcome to Montana's Peer Network Recovery Talks Podcast. I'm Jim Haney, Executive Director, and today I have a very special guest with me, Greg Arciello. He is the president of Montana's Peer Network. Greg, thanks so much for taking the time to be on.
0: Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me. Uh, is, uh, I think the topic that we're going to visit is, means a lot to me, and being a returning citizen as I am, will we'll be interesting to have visit with you and discuss some topics
1: on that today. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about criminal justice support. Kind of a, a broad topic, but it's all going to be centered around criminal justice and recovery and supports. And this has been in the, in the news lately. There's been some, some buzz going on. And, and so we thought, yeah, this would be a, this would be a good one. And, and I couldn't think of anybody better than to have, have Greg on to talk about the subject. So uh, one of the things that's been in the news lately is the new governor, Montana governor, Greg Gianforte, when he announced his budget uh, back in in January, he announced that he wanted to put 20, I think it was 23 million towards like criminal justice reforms and services. And did you read that, Greg? Yeah,
0: I saw that same thing. I was sort of excited to see that they, that the, new governor, was interested
1: in doing some community-minded criminal justice support. Yeah, and he he outlined some things like treatment courts, expanding treatment courts, uh, district courts, 14 new probation officers, and then treatment, I can't remember exactly how he said it, but it was like treatment for substance use was included in that. And I take that to be uh, meaning some peer support probably going to be included in there. I know for a number of years, Montana's Peer Network has been uh, involved and some of our members are involved in different re-entry councils around the state. We have done uh, some work in this area. We actually created a a training for criminal uh, criminal justice peer supporters, and we've done presentations out at Deer Lodge on what that could look like, peer support uh, within a prison setting. And then, you know, we had for a couple of years, we had a contract in Gallatin County where we actually went, one of our peer supporters with a criminal justice background, went into the detention center, took our Healthy Minds, Healthy Bodies workbook in and did uh, groups on different pods, you know, men, men and women uh, pods. So uh, we've been we've been here for a long time at this place sort of waiting. And so it was, I agree, it was really refreshing to see the governor announced that this was going to be one of the his priorities and something he was putting in the budget.
0: Yeah, and I think it's well-need. I mean, I think it's something that's needed with the with the jails and the prison system in Montana being a, being full. We yeah. have to find other addicts to be able to take care of um, addict inmates as well as nonviolent inmates, right? So, right, right, uh, it's, right. It's going to be a really good way to uh, be able to to do that, because I don't think that everybody needs to be locked
1: up. Right, right. Let's and, and and let's let's talk about that a little bit, right? So a person, you know, has a couple of arrests, minor possession, controlled substance, boom, they get a they get a five-year sentence. Right? Are are we really helping that individual? Are we really helping society by putting them in prison? I mean, that, that, that's, I think, long been a question. And I, you know, I, I'm no expert on it. Greg, you, you have far more insight than I do. But as as I look at that as a person in recovery, I think I'm not sure that that's really the best route to go if someone has a substance use issue, putting them in, in prison and then all the trauma that goes with that and felonies, right? So I think, so, you know trauma and what
0: it you know it's, it's an it's a ripple effect right mm-hmm. you know we mm-hmm. as a twice convicted felon and a, and a guy that has spent i was under the i was under the direction of the department of Corrections for 14 years i don't disagree that i i, I totally agree that we have to pay for
1: the crimes that we do mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the other side of that is not everybody should be locked up
0: i you know in in the ripple effect we take a guy that's an addict and alcoholic and we put him in jail, he loses a job, his families go, might have to go on public assistance. And we create this mess, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that person in the community, under probation approval, under a drug treatment court, or, or anything like that, then he can still work and go to, his, go to counseling, go to AA or, or 12-step program meetings, and, and, and be a productive member of society. You know, I think maybe we, when locking people up that we should lock people up that we're afraid of, not lock people up that we're mad
1: at. Yeah, that's, a good, that's a good point. Very good point, Greg. I think that's, that's pretty true. I think that's also true of people with mental illness. I think the idea of locking up somebody who has uh, paranoid schizophrenia is sometimes the way society approaches it rather than thinking about how can we help support this person that's a really
0: good point right is that i don't i don't know if the prisons and jails are equipped to be able to handle that right so what do we do we right. you know do we lock them up in a room and give them a shot of Halidol and right. hope they sleep it off right you know exactly
1: cuz we're afraid because we're afraid right because cuz exactly. we're afraid of them yeah
0: a hundred years ago right we you know we we took the people with mental illness and we put them in institutions and, yeah. and, and never you know pretty much that way they were away from society and that's right today with meditation that we have with the, the support group that we have for the, the people with mental illness then you know we should be able to help them reacclimate back into society
1: exactly Exactly. And, and I think, you know, you, you mentioned something a little earlier there, too, you know, the families. So somebody, somebody, you know, gets convicted, they're going to prison. What, what about the family? What about what about their experience? You know, that's traumatic in itself. You have children, you know, the loss of a parent. That goes into, you know, we know from things like uh, the ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences. That's actually one of the questions. That's one of the ACEs that they ask. Growing up, did you have a, a, one of your parents that were incarcerated? But we don't address that in society. We just, we take this person away. And it's no, again, I'm going to bring up the mental health thing. I mean, it's no different. We In this country... About 100 years ago, we built state hospitals, state psychiatric hospitals all over this country, and we put them outside major cities. You go into Chicago, the, the state facility is in Elgin. Elgin's like 25 miles from Chicago. You think about Montana. Where's our state hospital? You know, it's not, it's not in Butte. No. It's outside Butte because we're afraid of these people we built these buildings and and we put a prison out there and they, you know right like i i think you hit it i think you hit it right there it's about fear
0: fear and, and, and not be, and i think some of it maybe not totally educated on the whole yes I don't, I, don't, I don't want to say people that are not educated because that's not i mean people, you know judges are educated in what they do right sure people sure that don't not understanding that the total realm of, of mental illness
1: right I mean if it was
0: all if, if it was just about yelling at the person and telling him not to or her to not do that again you know we would do that. Right. that right that does not
1: work right right yeah I mean I think that we've evolved now and we have begun to understand the long-term impacts of locking people up whether it's in you know prison uh, jail, a, a state like a state hospital. I think we've learned that doesn't work, and we're starting to see this change seems to to be starting to happen. What are some What are some things you know when you think about that, Greg? I mean, what are some things you you think would be beneficial to communities, to individuals, to families? What kind of things would you like to see? What I like to see, I mean, I think that the, the one of the most important
0: things for people returning back from a, an incarceration is, you know, we have, you know, having having support, right? And, you know, housing would be, an, you know, an important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, jobs, the ability to earn a living, right? And, you know, yeah. and right. a support group and have, you know, those kind of things. Like, you know, a lot of times what happens, you know, you get released, you know, a lot of times if you're released, you're still on probation and parole, so you know, you have that to deal with, and then there's all mm-hmm. these fines and, mm-hmm. you know, supervision. How do we support those guys when they can't? Be, what, I'm not saying that we should that we should support them 100%, but I also think that we just need to be able to find that balance of getting them on their feet, right. Teaching them a job skill if they don't have a job skill in the, in, in the system. Right. I mean... You know, I think, you know, uh, you know, 40, 50, 60 years ago, people that were incarcerated learned a trade, right. you know, and they were able to go back and when they got out, they
1: were able to, you know, hopefully get into that. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you, you hit on a, a few things there for me, sort of came to mind. I mean, we, I think this is, this is accurate. United States has more people incarcerated than any other country in the world, right? Isn't, isn't that true? Yeah, right? So so we're learning hey this doesn't really work and we're not really teaching people life skills you know so that when they get out but then when people do get out we penalize them even though they've already done their time, right? So we say you committed a crime, we're going to give you a sentence and this is how you're going to pay for that or repay that to society. So you you serve your time, you get out but then we say well you have a felony so you can't live in government subsidized housing hey you have a felony so you can't work here hey you have a felony so it's this 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 blocks your way this blocks your way that blocks your way i mean it's a nonsensical system and again this is coming from somebody i, I don't i'm I, I don't have a felony i don't have a criminal justice background but just from afar i'm looking at this in terms of recovery through that sort of lens and i'm like you're blocking the person's route even though they already serve their time for whatever they did you know whatever rule they broke that to me has never made a whole lot of sense so i hear what you're saying when you talk about housing and a job i mean that should be front and center for people right i mean yeah Mm-hmm. That says that you have convicted of a felony.
0: Mm-hmm. They they don't look any further than that. And a lot, of, I mean, there are a lot of places that hire uh, convicted felons. Mm-hmm. But you know, those jobs are not always the the jobs that a guy can make money. You know, work yeah. and make a yeah. a living wage. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know what exactly what you're talking about. There was a place. I know in uh, Bozeman that used to always hire people from the pre-release center and great. That's great. But you're, you can, you can't live in Bozeman working at a, at a cafe. You know, oh. you're not going to earn enough money to pay rent to live in a place like Bozeman. It's, it, it you're, it's, you're bound to fail. It, it can't, it can't work. No. And that's, and so that becomes the deal, right? And,
0: I mean, that becomes the issue: is how do we? I mean, it's hard enough for people that don't have convict, don't have felony convictions,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to be able to, you know, right. get a, a, a good paying job and, and to be able to to be able to live. But, right. You know, you add that to it. I mean, you know, there's, you know, Montana is one of the few states where, as a convicted felon, you're still eligible to vote. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I was just thinking, you know just looked up something that says you know prison parole and probation operations generate an 81 $81 billion annual cost to u.s taxpayers wow wow Wow. so if we could figure out the half that and get these guys reacclimate, because most of the guys come here's the deal 90 percent of the people that are incarcerated are going to be released back into the community right
1: right At some point, we have to know that they're coming back out. Right.
0: And you're, and you know, the guy that committed a crime at 20 years old is not the same guy at 40 years old. Right. Right. Now, there's exceptions to that. So, but the majority of these guys or gals are going to come out and decide they're going to be our neighbors. They're going to be in in the grocery store with you. Nope. You don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. And, Right, and then you know they have to take the initiative, right? They have to be able to work hard to be able to do that.
1: Right, right. Personal responsibility definitely plays a role. Yeah, you know, it it may be getting that job
0: at the diner and working six months, Mm -hmm. and then becoming a waiter or.
1: Well, that's that's a big that's a big part of it, right, is uh, peer support, which was kind of the next I was going to ask you about, you know, peer support and the role, the role of, of, of peer support in the criminal justice system. Is it appropriate for somebody who, you know, just just gets out of, of Deer Lodge or the women's prison, you know, within the first few months, sh- should they should they go and become a peer supporter?
0: They
1: know. Yeah, see that, that's my reaction too, Greg. That's that's exactly my reaction. My, my reaction right is because I, I think peer support is about your experience in recovery. So give it some time so you have the life experience to share with somebody. If I if I just if I just if I just got out of the state hospital, I don't really have enough experience out. To really help someone else, what I can help them with is the inside, but I can't really help them with the outside. I don't know what. What? What, do you, what are your thoughts there?
0: I agree with that. You know, I totally. Yeah, I, you know, and and I don't, I don't disagree that they have something to offer to somebody, but to to be a, to be able to sit down one on one and to guide you to guide that as a peer. As a peer support specialist to appear, you can have some insights, some ideas, but to, to be able to help them in that regard, no, it's, you know, it's a learned experience, and yeah. you know, it's like it's like being in a twelve step program. We all have stories, right? Of what, but that's not helpful to a person. I don't feel that it's all that helpful to tell war stories to help the next person. You know, it's nice to say, yeah. "Yes, I did that. This is how I don't do that anymore." Right? And you know, that, find that. You know
1: what? Anything, anything worthwhile takes hard work and time. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Right? It does. Yeah. You, in, in hiking, we say uh, when you're in the, when you're hiking and you're going up a peak or you're going up a ridge, you know, you got to work for the good ones because you you know when you get to the top of that mountain or the top of that ridge, the views are going to be spectacular. But there's no elevator to the top of that ten thousand foot peak. There's no escalator. You have to walk one foot in front of the other and it's gonna suck. <laughs> it's it's gonna be hard. You're, you're gonna be tired, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta have the time, you gotta have the experience to really truly help people. It, you know, and 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 when I say no, I don't think it's appropriate, I'm only saying that based on the time frame being so short. The Board of Behavioral Health set a time frame of two years. Now, I, I have no idea whether what two years is all about. And, you know, like some people obviously be ready before that. Some people will be ready after that. But that is the rule, two years, and that it's, I just don't think someone is actually ready to do the work. And, and I think that when people want to do the work, say they only have a few months, you know, they've gotten out of, gotten out of incarceration, I think, I feel like it's more because they don't want to focus on themselves and they want to focus on someone else.
0: That, I, you know, I, I'll have to, I, I somewhat agree with that. You know, it's it's a lot easier for me to focus on someone else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, right? And so, you know, because when you're returning, you know, you're re-acclimating to everything, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we take a guy that, has been locked up for the last 20 years, right, and comes mm-hmm. out tomorrow,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that world has changed so much in the 20 years,
1: mm-hmm. right? hmm mm-hmm. You know, even, you know, for one year. So, you know,
0: we have to work with... I can only be helpful if I take care of me first. Mm-hmm. And I can take care of me and work on me and get through that, then I'm going to be able to help that next person. And, right. You know, I, right. You know, I certainly when I started doing some peer support stuff years ago I you know I I probably wasn't really at the point where I should be doing that
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, mm-hmm. a lot of hard lessons through that mm-hmm. if two years the magic number I don't know it's like you know a 12-step program they always say no major changes in one year right right, right well right. you know that's not you know so right right so, you know I, I, I agree I think that if a person that's a returning citizen that wants to come out mm-hmm. and wants to be in the peer support industry, you know, you, you sort of maybe have to intern a little bit, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Maybe you go sit mm-hmm. and learn it and, and, mm-hmm. and work on that and then be able mm-hmm. to eventually, after the two years, right, um, right. do that.
1: I remember when I, when I uh, was very early on in my peer supporter career. I was running a uh, drop-in center. I had a guy come in, big guy, you know, about I don't know, six foot three or four, you know, 300 pounds comes in and you sit down in the office and he says, uh, I was referred over to your your program. He says, but I, I got to tell you something. I said, okay, what's that? And he said, well, I, uh, I just got out of Deer Lodge. i have been in there. 20 years. He's like, I murdered somebody. And you mentioned this earlier, you know, the fear thing, you know, Right. and I, and I, you know, (laughs) every muscle in my body sort of seized up, you know, like it was a shock to me. It was a shock. I mean, it was a shock that he was so open about it, but you know, for him, that was important. He wanted to sort of put that out, you know, and I said, okay. And, and he said, uh, you know but I need some some support. And anyway, I mean, I got to know the guy and provided him support for a long time. You know, he came into the program and, and and he didn't always share that with everybody. You know, he wasn't wasn't always like open, but I had a lot of good conversations with him. Now, I couldn't relate to being incarcerated, but, you know, he, he, he was trying. I mean, he was trying to make a new life for himself you know, and, and many years, years later, I had another guy, same thing, served 20 years, you know, murdered somebody when he was young. These guys were older, you know, like, like you said, I mean, they weren't, they weren't the same people, clearly, you know, but the fear thing, you know, it, it got me thinking about that. And it it was my own fear. It was like, it was like, what? okay, the guy killed somebody 20 years ago, but he's not here to kill me. He's here for peer support, <laughs> you know? Like, I had to get over my own little thing first, you know? Um, and, you know, just examine what. why do I feel so tense, you know? Like, he's not going to harm, harm me. Um, and I appreciated the honesty, really, um, when I was able to look back at it, you know? In the moment, it was just shocking. Um, sure. But, you know, like... <clears throat> the person did their time, they served their debt to society, However, you, you know, right. Like that's what we say. And now they're going to go make a life. And how do we support people? And, and if we're just f- afraid of people, right. If we operate from this place of fear where you can't live here, you can't work here, you can't do these things, then how do we really help people reacclimate into society? that's what right like that's how i think of it like well then that's never going to happen then you're 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 sort of pushing people back into that criminal activity and 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 that i you know
0: and i i think i mean i don't have any data on that but i i'll bet when you look at some of the recidivism it was because because of that you know what i mean and sure I'll do that. And if I get locked up, I know that way of life.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's going to be a little bit easier. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to be rejected. I'm not going to be told I'm not this, you know, I can go back and live and be unit in deer lodge and, you know, do my little job and, and those kind of things. And that's, that's not what, that's not the way I believe that people should think. You know, I knew a guy that was up, you know, he was up at the treatment center, and he was looking down into the Deer Lodge. He was like, "I can't wait till I get into Deer Lodge." You know what I mean? And I thought to myself,
1: "Wow, right? You know, you're in one institution,
0: and you think if I only got to that institution, my life would be better." Wow. And I, it's not right, and that's right. what, and that's, right. the, I mean, that's the million-dollar question, is right? Is how do we, how do we change that? And you know, I hope you know, and. Yeah hopefully with the new budget that the governor's put out that there'll be some money that we could help to start changing that way of thinking a little bit
1: exactly exactly and,
0: so it, I, was thinking too, and I think i talked to you a little bit about this before is you know i've worked with i've mentored a lot of guys that have come out and you know that the only touch to the real world they have is through television okay you know mm, what i mean and, mm-hmm, and you know, mm-hmm. so their ideas are a little bit different but you know, I, I think I threw this idea out when I was talking to you a week ago or so about, you know, maybe we start, you know, maybe we pay these guys when they're their jobs in prison, and then they pay the rent. You know, they pay some money back into mm-hmm. to the prison for their for their time there, and then whatever little bit's left over, they can bank. And when they get out, they have a little bit of a bank account. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. how that would all work, mm-hmm. but it's just mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, how do we support? Because what happens, these guys get out, they have, you know, some of them may have, they get gate money, you know, they might have $100 in their pocket and a bus ticket.
1: Right. But where does that get you? Where's, where's 100 bucks get you? I mean.
0: You know, and yeah, yeah, they get out at the bus station in Missoula, they have $100. And then they have to, you know, they don't have a bank account, so they have to go to a check cashing place, and they're getting charged 15 or 20% to cash that. So now. Right. You're not, you know, now your 100's only $80, right? Right, and, right. They charge you for the bus ticket, so now that was you know there's forty more dollars off. So you know, in all honesty, we put a guy out on the street with forty bucks to know where to go. I mean, if somebody gave me forty dollars and told me to go stand down in Missoula and go find a place to live and get a job and go check in with probation, I, I I don't think I could
1: do it. Well, you, you can't. I mean, the odds are stacked against you for sure, right? I mean, they're, they're totally stacked against you. That's not even realistic. I mean, we have to get honest about it. And I, you know, you mentioned like housing. I mean, what if we had, you know, housing set up for people and we had, you know, peer, peer supporters, you know, people with a criminal justice background like yourself who, who worked worked with probation and parole to provide support as a person who went through that same system to say, well, these are the things that I did, but you got to have other things. You got to have the jobs, got to be there, the the housing, and you know, hundred bucks. What's a hundred bucks going to get you? I mean, it's not really. That, that's that's not. It needs to be a thousand bucks in a bank account. Like, exactly. right? Like, a hundred bucks is like, that's, that's, you might as well make it zero. I mean, it's so. You were talking
0: about that earlier, you know, like, you know, wages and stuff like that. You know, some of these guys that come out with, you know, certain crimes. They go to rent a place, you know, that place is $400 a month. But you know, the guy that's going to rent to him and finds out their crime, all of a sudden that place is 800 a month.
1: Right, right, right. People taking advantage of them. Exactly. So what if there was housing right. and a bank account You're was set pay. up? Yeah.
0: Because you have nowhere else to take go.
1: Exactly. I, mean,
0: I, I met the guy that came out. He didn't know how to turn on a washing machine.
1: Right, right. Right.
0: And he didn't know how to grocery shop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. where does that fall? I mean, does that fall on the, the, the prisons to teach them how to turn on a washing machine or to the Department of Correction? I don't know, but maybe... And I think there's some life classes that they take, you know, when they're inside. Right, But right. So, you, know, you stick them out with that $100, you know, here's what they do. They go get a bottle and a bag of dope and yeah. figure, I'll have one night of whatever I'm going
1: to go do, right? and I'll deal with the consequence tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, how different might it be if you tried, you know, and, and gosh, I mean, you could even do a, you could even run a, you could even run a, a pilot project. You know, you could pick, you could pick one, one state or one, one prison and you could say, okay, we're going to set up every single person who gets discharged here for a year, and we're going to give them a thousand bucks in a bank account you know and with a with a card with a atm card and we're going to give them a place to live and we're going to give them a job and and then see over the course of 10 years like what what what's the recidivism rate does it drop i gotta think sure. i gotta think it would i mean i gotta think that it would drop dramatically if you're well, helping I, I, because the-
0: Say well, why should we pay for that? Right? I mean, that's the other side, right? Yeah. Well. So, uh, play the advocate a little bit. Hey, why should I pay for that guy to come out? Well, it's costing I don't know fifty thousand dollars a year to house that inmate.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, if I'm giving him a thousand dollars and he has a job. Yeah. And we figure out the recidivism rate. We've just saved probably forty-five thousand.
1: Right. 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 Yeah. You know, I, I, again, I don't know the. I don't know criminal justice like I do mental health, but here's some numbers for mental health. So five five hundred and it's like five hundred and thirty eight dollars a day, something in that neighborhood, for somebody to be at Montana State Hospital, the psychiatric hospital, five hundred thirty eight dollars a day, and then if you take that, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and the average stay. Then then you look up what the average stay is. So if a person stays there a month, okay, all right, we're talking about we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars, right? So if you go five thirty eight times thirty, that's sixteen thousand dollars for one month. Okay, that's
0: one person.
1: That's one person. There's hundred and fifty people there.
0: So times one fifty. Now you're at a month
1: yeah so what if we took what if we took half of that what if we took 20 percent of that and said four thousand dollars we will put towards you when you discharge and that money will be to get you a place get you some clothes you know get you a bank account we're going to put a little bit of money in there you know like what if you okay That's one week. That's the equivalent of one week in the state hospital. So I have to imagine prisons, numbers got to be somewhere in that neighborhood. I don't know what the number is, but you know, somebody out there listening probably is looking this up right now. There's a number of what it costs to house people. And like you said, if we don't do these things and then people just keep cycling back through the system, one it's so traumatic for the individual their family their children all that but the cost to society you're already paying for it
0: exactly
1: person goes back two three times the numbers astronomical and that's one person we have to think about how to approach these things in a very different way and you, you we already have the data we know what it costs so come up with something logical. What, what, what does a person really need coming out of prison to get a, a jump start on it? Like, what do they really need? I like your idea, you know, about the working thing, you know, or when you're inside, maybe you're working and maybe you're earning a little more money and maybe part of that money goes towards that bank account that you get when you get out. Maybe part of it then goes to the prison to pay for stuff, you know, right? Like some, there's got to be some business woman or a businessman out there that could come up with a formula, you know, <laughs> to say you're spending X <laughs> and if you tried this, you could reinvest some of this money and and, and reduce reduce the recidivism rate. Oh, not, yeah,
0: exactly. With, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's uh, I have a neighbor that um, him and I would talk about this stuff, and you know he he does he you know it's he doesn't want to he gets upset because he has to pay for people that are incarcerated, right? Right.
1: And, uh, then I bring up these ideas of like, if we just help them when
0: they get out, and then you know it's just, well, I don't want to do that either. Well, we you know I, I, as I said earlier, you know a majority of these people are coming out and going to live out here, you know, yeah. in, in the free right. world, right? So do you want them committing more crimes? Do you want them to? If we, you know, the the less crimes they commit, the less those kind of things, the better off everybody is.
1: Exactly, exactly. I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Yeah. If if only if only we could rule the world, we could we could really make some make some real changes. You know,
0: Um, it it is promising. Yeah, um, with the governor that. Yeah, that willing to
1: uh, look at look at it from the way that he's looking at it. Yeah, and
0: yeah, you know, and, and, you know, I think too, you know, when and that's where I think peer support can come in, right? You know what I mean? Is that if we can figure out that way if the guy comes out, he has a little money in the bank, and he has a peer supporter for that first thirty days. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. get him acclimated back into life, then. Right. You know, those chances are that, that guy will make it. Yeah.
1: You know, it's... Yeah. I agree. I agree. There's, uh, there, there's one other thing I, I forgot to mention. So the governor, you know, when governors come in, they, they appoint new people to all these different positions in the state. Governor uh, Gianforte appointed um, a new head of the Department of Corrections which is actually somebody who I know. It's um, Sheriff Brian Gutkin from Gallatin County. And uh, he is a really, he's a really good guy. Brian Gutkin is a really good guy. He was the sheriff when we ran our our uh, peer support program where we worked with the sheriff's office. And, uh, I mean, I, I met with him, you know, at his, you know still do probably have his cell phone number you know like like you know he's like if you ever need anything just call you know um so I saw that the governor had appointed him head of corrections so that's another positive thing that I see in Montana you know he I think he gets it I think a lot of the things we're talking about I think he gets and he sees some of the the broader issues societal issues um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah
0: yeah because then you know, I think with the new administration in the United States they're talking about not as many more private prisons either yeah so,
1: I, I saw that I couldn't remember exactly did they did they say not as many or did they what what was it ex- exactly because, Yeah, the the private ones, right? Because because my understanding is the private ones, they're just in it for the money, right? They're just trying to make profit. Yeah, that's
0: uh, and that's, yeah, they're a, they're a for profit, right?
1: Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: They're terminating the federal private prison contract.
1: Ah, okay, so that's what it is. So that that so, that will go a long ways. So yeah.
0: The I mean, there's a few private prisons here in the state of Montana. You know, there's Shelby, and I think Glenday might be one. And so, you know, those are things that okay. So now, if they do that, then there's less space now for incarcerated people, right? So mm. now, where do we put those? Oh. True. True. I don't you know, In the state of Montana, today, I don't know how many people are being, you know, sentenced to the to the prison today, right? Right. So,
1: right. You
0: know, so that's something to think of too, right? Right. Right. That's why the peer support and community-minded supervision is going to become more important. Right. Right. More people are going to be
1: out. Well, this is uh, this is a a great a great topic, and we will see if there are further changes, you know, in the criminal justice system or opportunities for peer support, you know, because MPN we have a criminal justice peer supporter training so we're hoping to put that back out because we're anticipating a big need for criminal justice peer supporters so uh we'll greg and i'll probably get back on here and do another podcast if there's more developments later on this year
0: yeah i think that would be yeah that would be i would definitely interested in that
1: for sure yeah yeah All right. Well, uh, thanks so much for being a a guest and what a great conversation. And thanks so much to our audience for listening in. Um, Check out out our other podcasts there, uh, whether you're on our website or iTunes or SoundCloud. Every week we release another podcast and uh, different topics and different guests and different conversations if you have ideas. Or a podcast uh, feel free to contact us email us or give us a call and uh, and we'll try to try to accommodate again Greg thanks for thanks for coming on yeah yeah okay uh, thanks so much and, and we'll catch catch everybody next time recovery works and recovery is
0: possible recovery works and recovery is possible
1: recovery works recovery is possible
0: recovery is possible Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.